Wow, it's like making money out of thin air. Not so fast there. Hey, I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me, your host, Michelle Spiva, the Practical Priestess of Wisdom, as we get into, yes, thank you for the feedback, another edition of Mental Magic. This time, I'd like for you to join me on the flip as we talk about Mental Magic, the money edition. I'll see you then. Ain't that just like wisdom? The podcast that I was one one of the podcasts that I was apprehensive of doing is the one that you guys said, yeah, we want more of it. So thank you for those of you who uh, reached out to tell me that you really enjoyed yesterday's podcast uh, of um, mental magic and that you would like to hear more of this with regards to the money. And so, yeah. I've got you. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about um, attracting abundance and prosperity and provision and all of those types of things um, and how you can work with freeing your mind to be able to give yourself permission to receive. Okay. So let's get into it. So there are a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. And the first thing I want to say is this, that one of the biggest um, issues I see with people who are trying to make the move from receiving money for work they've done either contractually or as an employee to being the person on the other side who generates the money as a uh, self-employed entrepreneur business owner is that there is this big misunderstanding of what money is, what money does, and how to attract it, and all of this kind of stuff. So off the rip, what I'm going to say with regards to your mental magic when it comes to money is to stop equating a job with the way you receive money. I'm going to say that again. Stop equating a job with the way you receive money. The next thing I'm going to say is stop looking at money as the way you receive abundance, prosperity, provision, security, and those types of things. Now, for the first, I want to say it took me about five, yeah, about five years of having to go through that mental gauntlet over and over again, going through the test only to fail, only to um, not really get what that meant. And so I'm not going to expect you to be able to just get it just because I say it. But what I will say is this, the faster you can take away the connection of this narrow understanding of how you can have provision the better you will be. Now, I am not talking about woo-woo, pie-in-the-sky stuff. I am talking about real things. And with the mental enslavement around money, most people are familiar with their money programming. They're even familiar with their money personality. But a lot of people are not able to take that and put it into the next step to where you start actually being able to create and receive and keep and, and grow. And so this is not saying that I have all the answers because um, my experience is limited to my experience and that it, that it, 
and the experience of those around me who do the same thing. So now let me preface this and set this up real quick. I have been working for myself uh, for the last uh, 12 years. Uh, My income, (laughs) my business's income uh, is what um, supports what I do. And so because of that, uh, the buck has to stop with me. And one of the biggest issues that I had was, like I said before, getting past the understanding of how to receive um, income, compensation, reward, and those types of things for my efforts, for my ideas, for my work, and all of this kind of stuff. And um, I I really want to say that for some people, they get this way faster than I do, but a lot of people, it takes way longer. And I'm going to attribute this to an experience I had when I was younger. So I had just finished um, my uh, master's program. I was young. And um, while I was trying to do, you know, counseling for a parachurch organization that didn't have a lot of money, I went and I got a temporary job. Um, (laughs) Yes. And then that temporary job, I was working as part of a HR company who would help to... um, get people transitioned out of a company that was quitting or, or, or going away. And at the time it was an oil company. I was in the Oklahoma area and this oil company, which is still around today, by the way, but this oil company had had um, a location in this town, the city, I should say, for many years. And the average person uh, was too young to retire, but they had been there so long that they had an average of 25 plus years work history with that one company. And so you had this company that they were closing down this facility and you had hundreds of people being affected. Well, actually it was closer to a thousand uh, being affected in this town. And so uh, as part of uh, the agreement to close this down, they had to be able to receive resume writing help, uh, job transition help and all of that. And I was young at the time, so I did not understand a lot. But what I did learn through that experience, and it was like a, a it, it, it was supposed to be a year, but it actually took more clo- closer to 18 months for us to get everybody transitioned out. Uh, but what I took away from that was how fearful and ensconced people become with their identity of a job. Uh, we had gentlemen, and it's not that they were weak, but it's just, if you have, like, there was this one guy, no joke, he was too young to um, retire, uh, but he had, are you ready for this? He had to work for the company 41 years, 41, and he was too young to retire or get social security benefits or pension or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, he went right from high school into this company and that was the only company he knew. And I wish I could say that he was the only one. It was many people like that. It was just that his stood out because he had been I mean, you know, he had worked longer than I had been alive at this one company. And so his identity and his security was firmly equated with his job, his company, his title, and all of that. And he was the sole breadwinner for not only his immediate, you know, family, but for others because 
he held a pretty good job there. He made pretty good money <laughs> there. And so what do you do when you have someone who is still in their late, you know, not even 60 and you you tell them they have to go find another job and they've only had one and their salary is way above what someone who even had a master's degree at the time was getting, you know? So it was really hard. And dealing with them and using my counseling you know, skills at the time, such as they were, I started learning that it was true, that money um, and uh, what it represents uh, can be very hard on a person. And um, losing a job or being released from a job can be like coming off of an a, a highly addictive substance for the pain of withdrawal that you go through. Not that the people were addicted to their jobs. It's just that when you are used to a certain type of relationship or security, you know, if you know you're going to get paid on the on the 15th and the end of the month, every your entire life is set around that. A lot of times the way people bill you is set around that. And so the idea of something not hitting your direct deposit bank account on those dates is very fearful. And so I'm not trying to scare you, but I am just trying to tell you that I feel you, I understand a little bit um, because I have helped people that were there. I've been there and I wish I could tell you, oh, it's going to be so easy. But there is a learning curve. There is a obstacle course. There is um, a mental freedom that you need, that you must go through if you're going to continue to survive. And let me just give a shout out to the person who reached out to me. Um, This person was kind of in this situation and has said that their job search is getting close to a year now and that they're starting to get a little bit, you know, about it. And they wanted to have me address uh, some ways to do mental magic to help them with their money situation. And so, I want to do as best I can with the time I have. So what I'm going to say is this, okay? To do what you need to do. Um, I want the, the, the people, whoever might be listening, I want you to understand that from this point forward, even if you have a job and you want to get off from under the yoke of uh, an employer to start making your own way, start making your own income, is to change from understanding that you don't earn, you create. I'm going to say that one again. You don't earn, you create. Because if you earn, that means that you have to earn something from someone else. But if you create, that means that you establish something and then others give because they want to acquire what you create. It might sound like semantics, but the energy behind it and the freedom that it takes to maintain that is completely different. All right. So release that idea that your income comes from a job. Have you ever found yourself looking at someone who may have gotten fired and in your mind, you're thinking, oh, they're going to lose it all. They're going to lose their home. They're going to, you know, and you tell people, you know, that might be having some financial issues and they're working on doing their little thing and you tell them, quit playing around and go get a job. Yeah. That right there should 
be a little insight in that you might be one of those people who still has that strong umbilical cord connection whereby you believe that income, money, provision, security comes through a job. Okay. And I know this might be hard for a lot of people because the idea of having to generate your own income from your efforts and what you know, what you do can be quite daunting for some people. And um, I, I am, I think about uh, rich dad, poor dad and the um, quadrant of, of how he uh, broke that down many years ago. And if you haven't read that book, please read it. I'm going to put the um, links in the uh, description so that you can make sure you get it. Okay. But what I want to say about that is when he talked about the different types of people at the time, that was fine um, to say it that way. But now I'm just going to tell you now, employees are becoming as rare as unicorns out there. And whether you want, whether you feel like you are a great employee or not, you're going to have to move over to the other sides of the quadrant. So let me tell you what the quadrant is real quick. Uh, there are four parts to it. And you have an empl- on, on the left side of it, just imagine a, a square uh, that has an X um, across through the middle of it. And so you got four blocks. So on the left side, at the upper left, you have an employee. Right below it, on the lower left, you have a self-employed. And then on the other side, in the upper right, you have an entrepreneur. And in the lower right, you have a business owner slash investor. Okay. And the premise was here that depending on where you fail, it Uh, let you know or should let you know what uh, your ability to gain wealth would have to be. And what I did like about the quadrant is that he didn't say that if you were on, if you were an employee, that you were a lowly, you know, lowly member of a low caste system. No, he just said that what you could do is, is that you could start to become uh, an investor or an entrepreneur or, you know, a side hustle or whatever. And likewise for the, um, self-employed and those types of things. And what I want to say in today's in today's society, that now what people are realizing is that they are being forced into becoming self-employed. And that's where you get the gig economy. That's where you get the Uber drive, Uber and Lyft drivers and the Postmate delivery people and the pizza delivery and the uh, people who run errands for folk and, you know, all of these app-driven economies that are out there. And think about it in, in, in in this particular scenario. If you are trying to generate income and working for yourself, those two, those two that I've just talked about, employee and self-employed, they still exchange time for money. But if you are on the right side where you're either an entrepreneur um, slash business owner or an investor at the bottom, those exchange uh, creativity and problem solving and uh, time <laughs> or where you turn money into working for you as the money becomes the employee um, on that side. And so you no longer ex- exchange time for money. You can actually have great leverage on that side. 
And, you know, as I'm talking, I'm like, there's so much that I want to tell you guys. And I'm just looking at the clock and it's just going down. Ah. So, you know, for that person, I'm going to try to do what I can with the limited time I have to explain to you and then give you some uh, tangible things to move on. And hey, if you if you guys want me to do another one, I will. Um, but so for today, I'm going to keep this real lean and mean. And that is the first thing is if you are no longer an employee and you are not able to successfully replace your income as a self-employed because there is a learning curve to it and it's a lot of hard work. The first thing I'm going to tell you to do is to quickly become an investor. And you might say, well, Michelle, I don't have any money. That's why I'm trying to figure this thing out. Well, I'm going to tell you there are two quick little apps and I don't get any sponsorship for them at this time. Wink, wink. If y'all want to call me, you can. Um, But you can use things like Stash, S-T-A-S-H, and I've mentioned these before, and Acorns with an S, uh, apps that you can put on your phone, whether it's iPhone or Android, and you can link that to where you can automatically invest in stock. And uh, Stash actually even has a private IRA fund so so that you can continue to contribute toward a retirement fund or or various different things. Now, this is not a commercial for them, so I'm not going to give any of my precious time. I'm just going to say check them out. That's one of the quickest and easiest ways to start becoming an an investor and start to turn your money into your employee. And you can start for as little as $5. Yes, indeed. And even with Acorn, you put in like five bucks and then you just tell it to take the change on everything you uh, use your your debit you know card for and thus you'll look around and in a month just by doing something as simple as that you will have invested twenty dollars you know for for things that you already were going to spend anyway so that's one of the fastest ways to do that is that going to pay a bill right now no it is not it really is and let's just be honest because that's a long-term strategy so I'm going to talk uh, um, quickly about some uh, reframings to get you out of this mental uh, imprisonment and to help you start moving from being an earner to a creator who gets compensated very well okay so the first thing is don't focus on a dollar amount I know that you know the dollar amount that you owe. I know the mortgage, the rent, the car payment, insurance, all of that stuff. But do not focus on those dollar amounts. You have to, if you're going to move out of this earner mentality, out of this paycheck mentality, you're going to have to start making your income project managed, meaning that you focus on a specific reason for what you're doing. If today you're working on, or this week you're working on the mortgage, maintain your focus on the mortgage. This is mortgage week, or this is mortgage two weeks, or this is mortgage month, or whatever. Mortgage day. You focus on getting that thing done. And don't focus on it as as an insurmountable mountain about to, you know, create an avalanche and take you under. No, focus on it as being something that you're just wrapping up, completing, and that, and if you can, that it's already done. You, I know it's going to sound woo-woo, but it works. So say for instance, you got all this stuff due, take the ones, and this is where you have to also employ strategy. So you have to take the ones that have the biggest impact and you need to make sure you prioritize. Uh, Another 
issue that um, I didn't realize until I had opportunity to serve these people who were losing their jobs was that a lot of times when people have income that's uh, from an employee kind of thing, they don't realize that they don't have a money uh, management strategy. They usually pay what's due when it's due instead of uh, looking at what do I need to continue to survive. Okay, and I'm not going to say that this is for everyone, but I'm just going to give you some quick examples. In order of priority, you have to have a, a shelter, a place to stay, whether that is you're living in a, um, a tiny house, an RV, a van, or a, a, an apartment or a home. You have to make sure that that is top priority because without a house, there is no electric or gas bill. The next thing after that is utilities. Okay, so then. If, and I'm going to say this right now, if you're trying to generate income, one of the things I'm going to say that people don't realize that they have to take into account that now it becomes part of your business expense is your cell phone. If you can't have anything else, you can do a lot on a smartphone these days, including run a business for a minute. And you can also have that cell phone where you can take incoming calls, communicate with people. So that is going to be one of the top priorities as well outside of utilities. Okay, so you've got your um, mortgage, you've got your phone, uh, utilities and food. All right. All this other stuff, you could possibly say, look, I'm going to have to put you guys on hold. Sorry. Got to let it go. Uh, The next thing is instead of network, you need to leverage. And a lot of people are out there trying to network so that they can find out who's hiring. Uh, Yes, you want to still continue to do that because I understand it's hard breaking away from being an employee or a self-employed. And but in addition to that, You know, you might network for a little bit, but in addition to that, start figuring out what people need to get solved. Entrepreneurs, we solve problems. And the way we solve them is we become very savvy at observing and understanding and seeing gaps and what things are being missed. And we solve them in a way that makes it easy for people. It takes away their learning curve, their hassle, and we provide them with simplistic convenience. So if nothing else, start there. Simplistic convenience. Okay. And then the next thing is, is be open to all the ways that you can receive. Sometimes you will find when you are outside in these streets that you can barter for different services, especially if you have something of value. Uh, There have been times where uh, I was able to barter uh, my experience as a self-published author with someone who did technical stuff to help me uh, with some coding. And I mean, it wasn't even that we couldn't quote unquote pay each other. It was just faster, easier, and a better benefit to both of us to do that. And so with that, I was able to help them write and publish a book. And they were able to help me with uh, some uh, web stuff and, and, and other technical things that I was looking for. So don't ever try to tell the universe, God, whomever, of the only way that you can receive your blessings, okay? Because... Um, 
me helping them and them helping me, they were able to receive money. I was able to receive money because we were able to do what we needed to to get that done. Also, don't put your eggs in all all in one basket. There is a, a, a rule. Uh, it's not a hardened rule, but it's a good one. And that is to have at least seven forms of income. And when I say seven forms of income, I'm also including the ones that you don't think are income. Think about it. If you have a little account over here that nets you $10 a month, that's income. You count it. Don't despise the little things count it, okay? Have a diversified portfolio of income because if you only depend on the majority of the work coming from one place and just for, make, you know, make no mistake, things happen. I mean, there have been times, I remember a couple of years ago, it was in November to be exact, uh, all of us um, self, uh, uh, self-published uh book folk, we, not me, but they were having a problem because it was a glitch with Amazon and they didn't get paid and it caused a ripple through their lives. I was diversified. I had books that were wide. I also had um, sales coming in from uh, training products and consulting work and, you know, a few other things that I had at the time. And so I was able to be okay. And that goes back to the strategy that you now have to use now that you are creating um, your income, your prosperity, and your security. And the next thing, as quickly as you can, start to uh, have a priority of how you receive monies. And I want that to be this way. Royalties, recurring income, monthly uh, uh, mo- monthly income that you receive uh, for uh, maybe it's rental properties or something like that. And let income from um, time exchange be the last thing. And if you can, try to find at least seven ways that your income is coming in, but make it where royalties and recurring income are the biggest. And if you notice, I didn't say anything about passive income because there really isn't a a true passive income. You've got to put some work in and you've got to continue to maintain this stuff. So now with the last five minutes, let me spend some time giving you some specifics on what you can do now to use your money magic to uh, your mental magic to get your money. I guess I can call it money magic. Okay. so the first thing is, is I want you to figure out a way to identify a problem that you can solve. One of the quickest ways you can do that is to go on places like YouTube and go into their trending. Now, a lot of the trending is going to be by established brands and personalities. But what I want you to do is I want you to quickly go through. You don't have to watch all of them, all all of the um, videos, but read with comprehension read between the lines. And if that means that you are reading and you're starting to see that people are really getting into uh, something um, that you could be a part of, then do it. Case in point, I'll give you this one. Um, Trending recently has had the majority of it. It used to be influencers and music brands, but now trending is moving towards most of it being about makers and um, uh, 
oh dear, <laughs> makers and artistry. And when I say makers, I'm talking about people who produce something, who do something, they work with their hands, artisans or, or, or whatever. And yes, you still have uh, music, but it's, it's not as big as it used to be. And it's simply because we have trends and timing. And so with regards to makers, uh, you don't have to be great at making, but what you can do is you can take people along for the journey. Uh, I, um, have been able to work with some people to get them to showcase their journey of learning a hobby and putting it up on YouTube and uh, using the right keywords so that they can attract people who are interested in cheering them along, setting up um, things like a Patreon account, a donate to this channel account, you know, for more supplies. And um, I mentioned this in passing actually to someone a few months ago, and they let me know that they they started uh, doing the thing that we talked about and they just let me know. They said, you know, do you realize I am now up to receiving? And they told me I was shocked. They are now receiving like $600 a month from uh, YouTube. And because they got the lesson and they're not trying to make YouTube replace everything, they're like, okay, that $600 is, is, um, earmarked for mortgage. And so when you take $600 away from what you have to do to get the rest of your mortgage, it makes it more accessible and more realistic. Uh, and you might be asking, what is the gap? What is what is the problem they solved? Well, the problem they solved is that they're showing people possible pitfalls that they can avoid if they want to do something similar. But it's also where people, they're, they're solving the gap of loneliness, where you have a person who's just like you, who's not trying to be perfect, who's not trying to be an expert, who is willing to show their foibles and their, their normality so that people are engaged with them because they feel like they are like them. Um, another quick one, as I am closing this down, is what I want you to do is also, if you can consider looking at increasing your ability to write. One of the fastest ways people are finding that they can get income is by writing good content, whether it be nonfiction or fiction. And with that being said, be on the lookout because I'm actually going to put together a uh, program for you guys to go through if you're interested in it, where I teach you how to do that kind of uh, creativeness to get income. Now, it's going to be focused on teaching you guys how to write fiction. But if you learn how to write fiction, then you're going to be able to write creative nonfiction. You're going to be able to write engaging articles and content that people are willing to pay for every day, all day. And so um, as this is coming to a close, <laughs> I want you to challenge yourself to find one thing one idea, one problem uh, that you can readily solve and start changing the fact that you don't earn, you create. Release that idea and pick one thing that you want to tackle, a specific thing that you want to receive income or a way for it to be paid, satisfied, or whatever, and go from there. And now I've said that, my time is up. I sure do thank you guys for yours. You have been great. Continue to send in the feedback. And if you're asking how to reach me, check the show notes where you will see all of that information in it. And uh, and yeah, thank you guys for continuing to support us using the Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And I'm going to put the book link down for Rich uh, Dad, Poor Dad, uh, if you don't already have it. So 
Until then, this has been Michelle Spiva with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Love you to pieces. And you know it. I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.